did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode two, Pittsburgh. Wasn't that fun? Seeing West Virginia win, seeing Pittsburgh lose, just a better product to watch all around, right? Oakland had that funky zone. Pittsburgh threw some zone at WBU. But they also threw some man-to-man in, and they just threw in, Pittsburgh threw in the fact that they were a a really bad team. So that helped make West Virginia look better. Sellout crowd, that was more fun. Louder Coliseum, always better. The loudest I've heard the Coliseum in November in quite a while. I can't remember the last time there was a sellout in November. Fantastic. Chippiness. You know, West Virginia's played Pitt the last few years. Not chippy. This year, chippy. And I like that. And it did, I like the chippiness that doesn't get out of hand. Like uh, a little extra movement when you're coming out of a scrum. Words, but they they probably are aimed at the other team, but not, you know, you can't tell when you're watching TV. West Virginia shot way better this game, 51% from the field. They led by as much as 21 in the second half, and I would say cruised to a 15-point win versus the Panthers in the backyard brawl. Never in doubt. Nice, relaxing game. It's nice to have a non-Hartburton game against a team that you want to see lose. Like, I want to see Pittsburgh lose. Sports-wise, let's be clear. Before I get into the good stuff, I start. I went glass half full last episode. Let me, let me lay out the bad here before I get to the good. As I mentioned, Pitt, not good at basketball. West Virginia, the issues for this team are clear in two games. There's one issue that's clear, rebounding. They did not work on mosh pitting or whatever. I'm sure they worked on boxing out a bunch in the last few days. Did not translate. West Virginia out-rebounded by 16. Pitt shot the ball really well, 58% from the field. Got to the rim, made some open shots. West Virginia, the freebies, free throw line, only got there 11 times. Only made five. So five of 11, that's not going to cut it. Anybody not named Taz or Sean is having an issue making free throws. And West Virginia is not good at passing. You know, 14 turnovers on the surface, not terrible, right? But those most of those 14 turnovers were just straight-up bad, infuriating turnovers. <laughs> Like turnovers where we give the other team the ball 
25 feet from the basket. It's not like driving and it gets kind of everybody gets close to the ball and it's a turnover there. It's like we're trying to pass it to one of our guys and it's not even close to our guy and it goes to the other team. One time a pass was whipped and it kind of went like, you know, have you ever played croquet? West Virginia kind of did a croquet routine where it, the pass was thrown, it went through one guy's hands, and then it passed through another guy, almost like going through the wickets. It had been awesome in croquet, terrible in basketball. And I'm already on this. Taz Sherman, 37 minutes in both games. Huggins is having a hard time figuring out how this team can be successful with Taz not being on the floor. Even, you know, Taz was struggling tonight shooting, but he provides spacing, he provides leadership, and Huggins is like, I can't have him off the court. So in a long season, I'm always on this. Like, And again, 37 minutes, especially professionals, that's kind of a normal night, right? But for college guys, you know, can we get them some rest? So those are the those are the concerns. But let's get to the good. Speaking of Taz, while he struggled a little bit from shooting, led the team in scoring, the most important part did not cramp up. Made it through the entire game, did not have to limp off, take some water. He must have ate bananas, followed the advice there, got that vitamin water, did what he had to do. Love that. Polly Polly Cap. My favorite player, much better game tonight. Limited minutes, nine minutes, but he had six points. He took a charge. And just like he looked, he looked good out there. And I like that. Speaking of looking good as far as shooting, Sean McNeil, Jalen Bridges combined seven of ten from three. So take that every time West Virginia plays if those guys shoot 70% from the three-point line. Another great thing that happened in this game that did not or that did not happen in this game that happened in the first two games, the exhibition and the home opener, is that West Virginia did not completely stop scoring the ball for the last 10 minutes of the game. They definitely slowed their scoring, right? But they did not stop scoring, which is good because the first two games definitely just stopped scoring. But let me, so those are all good things. Two big things to take from this game. First of all, West Virginia and these teams are not good that they've played. They're not like top 25 teams. These two teams probably aren't going to make the NCAA tournament. But defensively, West Virginia is not bad. <laughs> You can't say that they're bad at the rate that they're causing turnovers, right? 32 pit turnovers. And West Virginia, it's not like they pressed the whole game or trapped the whole game. Just they did press some, but 32 turnovers. And that's <laughs> that's a lot. And Kedrian Johnson had seven steals, seven steals. Jalen Bridges, not Sagaba Kanate, Jalen Bridges, five blocks, 
Yes, Pittsburgh only played three guards. And those three guards, not great at basketball, right? But those things, it still happened. And when you combine the two games, that's 57 turnovers for the other team. So that's really good. And that, I mean, that harkens back. You can't help but think about Press Virginia. When a team, <laughs> I look back at the stats, only a handful of times in those four seasons of Press Virginia could those teams get this many turnovers over a two-game stretch. So Huggins, it's, it's a great thing because Huggins, when asked, has said, we're not good at defense. And this team is trying to prove him wrong. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that's coach speak from Huggins. I think he genuinely feels that way. And I can genuinely tell him that two games in, that's not true. <laughs> We're good at, West Virginia's not bad at defense. And it starts up front. I mean, overall, as far as everybody on the court, the energy of the team is great. Like the the body language of this team, solid. Not a lot of uh, head down. Like lots of energy. I love that, and that, that that obviously reminds you of the Press Virginia teams. So, and also makes me think that there's good chemistry with this team. Kedrian Johnson, love it. He's fast. Curry, fast. Stay in front of their guy. Stay tight on their guy. Just constantly prodding, probing. Johnson's great at it. Like, he doesn't use his hands a lot, but when he does, he's he's not fouling. Uh, not this game. And he just, he's a pest. And Curry's a pest. And those guys are guarding the main ball handler. So I, that's a great thing. That for 40 minutes with those two guys, regardless of what's happening on offense, they're going to be giving the other team's point guard a hard time. So I like that. The second big thing was offensively. Did you notice something different in this game? Like Huggins, great coach, Hall of Fame coach. He, he won his 900 and what, second game. So we're in Bob Knight territory. So that's uh, regardless of how you feel about Bob Knight, like that's a lot of wins. He know he you gotta give him some respect as far as like him being good at coaching basketball. And so Bob Huggins, I'm just I'm trying to channel Bob Huggins here. He's got a good shooter in Taz Sherman. He's got a good shooter in Sean McNeil. He looks at Malik Curry and says, Uh, hey Malik, can you get to the rim? And Malik's like, Yeah, I can do that. So Huggins unlocked something amazing. This is not the normal motion. This is not the normal set plays that we see from Huggins. We di I didn't see a lot of flex uh, offense tonight. Here's what he did. He put Curry at the point, top of the key. Gabe set a screen. And then Taz and Sean from the foul line kind of go different ways and kind of fade into the corner. So Curry's driving off the pick, going towards the rim. Sherman and Sean McNeil are going towards the baseline and just waiting like, hey, man, 
if you can get past your guide, then one of our guys is going to come to you and I'm going to be open. And having a open Sean McNeil corner three or an open Taz Sherman three, I love that. And I know Huggins loves that. And so the key part of that is that can Curry get to the rim and can when somebody gets off of Taz or Sean, can he find the open guy? And he did it tonight. They ran that play. He got it to McNeil in the right corner. Three, bang. Curry, same play. This time, he got to the rim. The help didn't come, and he got it over the guy and made the shot. Like, Curry was five for five, and they were all near the rim. And so if Curry can can get that respect from Huggins of like, go ahead, let's try this. And also the respect from the other team of we've got to, we've got to bring some help here. Then your options are McNeil and Sherman. And you can picture Bridges being one of those guys to run that play. And that's the offense that always kills WVU, right? Straight line drive from the top of the key. WVU's got to help open three in the corner. We're doing We did that this game. We took the kryptonite, put it in our pocket, acted like it didn't bother us, and kind of used it against somebody else. And I love that. I want to keep seeing that. I think that's a great option. Kedrian Johnson cannot run that play. Malik Curry tonight shows that he can run that. And Huggins has faith in him. And if they can keep doing that, they don't have to do it all game. But when we need some offense, that's an option that Huggins can go to. And I like the odds there. It's dependent on Curry. And Curry was great at doing that tonight. So West Virginia's 2-0. West Virginia struggled against Oakland. You remember Oakland, the Grizzlies? They went to Stillwater, Oklahoma tonight and beat the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. They went in and did what they couldn't do in Morgantown. So that makes you feel better about that seven-point win when they go out Oakland and beat another Big 12 team that I think is going to be pretty good. So not that makes that win look better. Pitt is bad. So let's not get ahead of ourselves in this game. Pitt is it's not – Pitt's bad. I mean, WVU, multiple guys were dunking the ball. And how often does that ha- – I mean, for basically for West Virginia, this game was a dunk fest. And the dunk fest is like five dunks for WVU. But that, it was awesome. Loved it. Taz Sherman, fantastic dunk. Jalen Bridges dunked over a guy. Loved it. Kedrian Johnson got to the rim and dunked it. So, you know what's – you know what's better than a big guy dunking the ball is a guard getting to the rim, like a 6'3 guy dunking the ball. It's always going to be great. Love it every time. So two games in, West Virginia definitely noticeable, possibly fatal flaws for this season if they don't get them corrected. But also the positive signs are there. Like this little tweak on offense and – how they look versus man-to-man. It looks good. Jalen Bridges looked good in his spot-up role. I like all that. 
Um, so good and bad. But the the great part, West Virginia 2-0. Random thoughts coming up. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Not you, curling. Ice hockey. New customers bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. As long as that red lamp comes on and like the, you know, however they do it, you win $100 if either team scores a goal. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage are required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. We're two games into the season. So it's early. And I rarely do this. It's usually like, hey... This guy leaves. I wish him well in his future endeavors. But you know what? Let's kind of do a roundup. We're two games in, kind of catch in with our old pals, guys, former Mountaineers that have transferred out to other college programs. Let's just go around the horn and see how everybody's doing at their new schools. That'd be fun, right? I do wish them well in their future endeavors. So what are their future endeavors right now if they're in college? So strictly looking at college guys, guys who are still on scholarship. So Teddy Allen, I got to start with Teddy Buckets. Yeah. You remember back when Javon Carter was playing college basketball? When he was a senior, Teddy Allen was at WVU as a freshman. He's still got eligibility. He's at New Mexico State. And in his first game, he scored 14 points. You know how many shots it took for him to get the 14? <laughs> you guessed it, a lot of shots. He took 18 shots. <laughs> but obviously he's found a place, New Mexico State, where he can he can get his shots up. So Teddy's still around, Teddy's still gunning, and Teddy's in New Mexico getting shots up. So that's, you know, so... If you was wondering about Teddy Allen, that's where he's at. Trey Dooms. You remember Trey Dooms? Trey Dooms transferred out, went to Chattanooga, transferred from there. Now in Division II, playing for Oklahoma Baptist. I don't know if he's played any games yet, but he's there. And so we, you know, good to know where, you know, good to know where Trey Dooms is at. Division two. You remember Tavon Horton? Tavon Horton started a game in the sad season. He was a walk-on, transferred, and now he's at the 
University of Pikeville, Pikeville, Kentucky. So that's NAIA level. I believe he had 20 points in a in a game early this season. So Tavon Horton, still playing college ball. Shout out to Tavon. Jordan Cabe, that's a more recent thing. You know, Jordan McCabe, he went west. He's on the UNLV roster. He did not dress for the first game of the season. Could have been a suspension. Uh, I don't think it's clear what happened there. There are some reports of him doing something he shouldn't have done. But all signs point to him getting into the next game for UNLV dressing. And so I'm excited to see how Jordan McCabe does for the running Rebels. Emmett Matthews. You remember Emmett Matthews? How could you forget Emmett Matthews? Those eyes. It doesn't matter where he's at in the world. Those Emmett, at, Emmett Matthews' eyes are still causing people to get lost in them. And it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be in West Virginia. You could be in Washington State. Those eyes travel, all right? But he is in his home state playing for the Huskies. And in Washington's second game, Emmett Matthews scored 21 points in a win versus Northern Arizona. So that's great to hear, right? So I think that's everybody. That's a good roundup of everyone that's playing college basketball that started at WVU. What's that? I missed somebody? <laughs> I don't think I missed anybody. I think that's everybody. I, I even got Tavon Horton. Yep, I didn't say Brandon Knapper because he transferred to San Jose State, but it doesn't look like he's on the roster, so I don't know if he's if he's redshirting. I don't know how that works. I don't know what's going on. I do wish Brandon Knapper well in his future endeavors, but I didn't. Again, I didn't see him on the roster, so I didn't say anything. So that's it, right? I'm still missing one. Who am I missing? I feel like I got everybody. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, Oscar Sheebway? <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Well, he was on the team last year, transferred to Kentucky. He stopped playing for WVU 10 games in the last season. Uh, and so what's he up to in Kentucky? Oh, He's just killing it. He's just, he looks great. Have you seen Oscar in a Kentucky uniform? He looks like ever since the Northeastern game last year, he's just been running and lifting weights and been in a gym. Like, it looks like that's all he's been doing. And on the court, my man Oscar in two games, has 39 rebounds. <laughs> you remember those days? He's doing it at Kentucky. 39 rebounds. He's got, in two games, 22 offensive rebounds. 22. To give you a comparison, West Virginia University, they're struggling with rebounding, you know? Two games as a team, everybody that's played for WVU this year in two games, 
20 offensive rebounds. So a whole team, 20 in two games. Oscar Shibwe, 22 offensive rebounds. Highly motivated, super excited, super active. Good for him, right? Good for Oscar Shibwe at Kentucky with our buddy Calipari. <sighs> you know, we do. I wish him the best. I don't miss him at all at WVU. Happy to see him have success at Kentucky. And not once, and you probably haven't either, I have not once thought about how he could singularly <laughs> he could singularly fix WVU's major issue this season of rebounding if he was still here. And he was here. But I, what I'm saying is I haven't thought about that. Not once. Final thoughts coming up. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. thoughts for this episode of unreasonable downs the next game for wvu is next thursday they leave the confines of the coliseum and head south to beautiful south carolina specifically charleston south carolina for the charleston classic the first game is is against elon elon e-l-o-n i think it's elon 9 p.m on espn2 Don't bank on it starting at 9 p.m. sharp. It's a tournament, so there's a 7 p.m. game. Marquette and Mississippi, West Virginia, and Elon will play after that. Elon is currently 0-1. They lost to Florida, the Gators, and they were down 23 at halftime. They ended up losing by 13 only because Florida cleared their bench. So Elon, you look at Kim Palm, lower ranked than Oakland and Pittsburgh. So probably not a good team, but, you know, it's a tournament. It's outside of Morgantown going to South Carolina. Elon is in North Carolina, so they're closer. So who knows in a tournament setting, 
And when you get to Charleston, South Carolina, what comes into play that people don't really talk about it. You only hear this. I've only heard this on on a song one time is the possibility of iodine poisoning. And that could come from eating too much shrimp. Now you got to eat a ton of shrimp to get into concerns about iodine poisoning. But if anywhere in the world that that's going to happen, one place that that could happen is Charleston, South Carolina. You know, shrimp and grits all over the place. So, will they talk about on the? Will they talk about that on the broadcast? Uh, maybe not. But it's one of those things that could, if West Virginia is a step slow, that that's something I'm going to point to. How much shrimp has everybody ate? And, uh, you know, that's why you listen. I I ask the tough questions before it's even happened. But we'll see them play next week, and it'll be fun. And if they win, they play the winner of Marquette and Mississippi. So there's a possible Shaka Smart reunion, right? I don't know that much about Mississippi. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, CastBox. Follow the podcast. Hit the follow button. If you see stars and there's five of them, tap the phone to where all the five stars light up. I think that's a good thing for this podcast. It's really quick to do. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They're 2-0. and zero.